Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, Olin? What's going on, big dog? It's another day, man. Are you getting another dollar, or is Uncle Sam getting his hand in that pot? Um, I don't smoke pot, but Uncle Sam's got his hand in something else, like my wallet. Okay. He usually reaches into my bank account. Yeah. I don't keep cash on me, so don't ever try to rob me. <laughs> I think I have like I think I have like two singles in my book bag at the gym. So for those of you for those of you Planet Fitness member that Planet Fitness. Jeez, Planet Fitness members. There it is. Slow that, down. That see me working out. Um, you ever want a dollar? Bug somebody else. I mean, I got two in my bag. So I mean, if you need five bucks, you're looking at the wrong person. Yeah, you need three dollars. Need three fifty. Three fifty. Um, I had some. I had some like loose change just sitting in my bag too. I don't know why. I'm going to need three fifty. It's just been sitting there for a while. Do you oh. know what? Do you know what the three fifty reference is from? No, it's from South Park. I've never watched that show in my life. You've never watched South Park? I think it's so stupid. What? Yeah, no. Dude. Okay, I'll take that back. I've tried, I've tried watching like an episode or two, and I'm just like, this is just so stupid. Dude, South Park is so funny, because it makes fun of everybody. Like, they don't, like, you could never get mad at them for making fun of you, because you have to know that they're making fun of everybody else. Right, no, I know that. I mean, it's like the same thing with Family Guy. Like, Family Guy makes fun of everybody. Yeah, they do. But that's my show. It's a similar thing. Yeah. The only, like... So just higher quality. It's well, yeah, it's better animations, but well, yeah. I mean, that's just what South Park is supposed to be, right? But dude, it's so funny. It's supposed it's supposed to look like a Bush League production of a of something or another. Yeah, but uh, it's the Loch Ness monster asking people for three dollars and fifty cents. He needs tree fitty. Good for the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I, I I hope he fucking finds it, man. I do. They're doing post COVID specials now. They're making fun of COVID. It's not hard to do. It's not. It's really not. It's a shit show is what it is. I mean, whenever I hang out with Andrew, shout out Andrew. He's a listener. He probably, Finally. You know, it's so funny. I, I went and um, last week, I went, over, I went over his house just for a bonfire after I, um, after I got done working out at the gym. Yeah. And I was, um, it was Saturday because I was, so, so for those of you that don't know, I think we talked about it last week. How I was thinking about going to Virginia. Yeah, you were planning on going to the Chantilly Card Show. Yeah, in um that place, Chantilly, Virginia. Um, I actually went. You got something pretty freaking dope out of it too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. So, so my Saturday plans fell through because I may or may not have gotten somebody sick when I went out on a date with them. Um, don't ask how. Just use your imagination. But anyway. Oh God. Yeah. Well, Wait, some of our listeners are gonna run a little rampant with that one, which is kind of cool. Yeah, dude. Johnny Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny yeah. <laughs> Jesus, calm, calm down a little bit. So, uh, so my sister was gracious enough to decide to go with me all the way to Virginia. It was like a three-hour hike, right? Um, round trip it was. Round trip. Okay. Yeah, it, it it really wasn't that bad. It's like, it's like maybe thirty minutes away from Charlestown, from the casino. Really? Yeah. It was. Okay, it's yeah, not it, was bad. it was. It was. It was a pretty easy drive. Um, but my sister had got off work at seven in the morning and we left at nine. Damn. 
Yeah, she's like, she's like, give me coffee, I'll be okay. So shout out Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was very happy that she came along with me. It was really, uh, like, like it, like it meant a lot because it's not like one of those things where she's like going to like see if there's something that she'd be interested in. No, she knew damn well there was nothing she'd be interested in, and she was just going because she, because I asked her to. Ride or die, love that. Yeah. So, so I was, I was, I was very happy about that. Jessica's not a listener, but I, I, I thanked her regardless. Um, took her to lunch and uh, got her fucking Dunkin' and she was good. But yeah, I got a nice, got a nice little addition to the little memorabilia shelf we have here. It is a, uh, it is a little signed football helmet by Henry Winkler. For those of you that do not know who Henry Winkler is, he is the head coach of the SC LSU Mud Dogs, or he is Mr. Coach Klein from the Waterboy. He has a tattoo of Roy Orbison on his ass. Yes, he does. Well, Mama don't know. Won't hurt her. God. Yeah, so I was I was over the moon when I got that thing, dude. When you so you tried to like Facetime me, I was out and around, out and about in. Uh, I think I was still in Canandaigua, New York, just Bless outside you. of Rochester, <laughs> just outside of Rochester, and uh, you were trying to Facetime me, and I was like, dude, I'm out. I can't. I can't. And then you sent me uh, the picture of him. Like, the fuck is that? You're like, it's Mr. Coach Klein. I'm like, no fucking shot. Yeah, like no shot. Somebody has a signed helmet of Mr. Like Mr. Coach Klein. It was sick, man. I was like, like I brought, I brought it. it was, like they had like a little table there. So apparently, the 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 guy who organizes the whole show, his wife passed away of breast cancer. Um, so the table where I bought it from, I didn't know it at the time. Um, just just because I was like, I was like wandering around about, and I saw it. Um, the table actually went a hundred percent to Susan G., Susan G. Coleman for for the cure. Nice for breast cancer. So it, was, it went it went to a good cause. So I handed it to the dude. He's like, he's like, yeah, this is a good one. This is my last one that I had. I'm like. You had multiple? I'm like, how many of these did you have? It was like a three day show. I went on day two. Um, so I don't know how many he ended up selling day one. I don't know if he had like two or three or whatever the case is. But like another guy I was talking to while I was while we were standing right there, he told me that he's seen ones of Henry Winkler and Adam Sandler. That's rad. Yeah, that would have been that would have been real dope. That'd have been real freaking cool. Yeah, it was cool. Like uh like there was a signed picture of Rain Wilson from the office um that I that I heavily considered buying, but it was three fifty. That's like like to put it into into perspective. The same place where I bought little the little helmet from, they were selling a framed, signed jersey of the possibly the greatest defensive player of this generation, JJ Watt, for four hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know if that's comparable. I don't know if you can compare Rain Wilson to JJ Watt. Right. I mean, I mean, don't, like like for those of you that again, the, those of you that know me very very well, I'm a I, I and you you as well. We're both very, very big fans of the show The Office. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just hysterical. So it would have been it would have been something nice to have, but like then again, I could have bought like a big ass poster signed by Magic Johnson for two hundred dollars. Yeah. So don't get me wrong; it was a good time. Um, I'm like the like again, the drive wasn't heinous. I had a great time. They got another show coming up in June. I'm gonna go to that. So see if I can get some more shit for the room. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so, uh, but they had, like, they had, like, full-ass size helmets for, like, 200 bucks. Like, and not, not, like, not, like, Bush League players, like, Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson. Damn. Like, I saw DJ Moore there. Like, he himself was there? Yeah, he himself was there. Wow, that's pretty cool, actually. DJ Moore was there. Um, Johnny Manziel was there. Ray Lewis, ZQ Elliott. Damn. Jer- Jeremy Chen, uh, AI. So, I mean, it's a big like it's 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 a it's a pretty big time, big time deal in the little sports collecting world. Damn, that's pretty cool. It's one of the it's it's one of the top five like 
sports card, sports like memorabilia shows in the country. Yeah. That happen on a consistent basis. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty rad. I ain't gonna lie to you. And it's right in pretty much right in my backyard, so not far away. Nope. Our <clears throat> drive out. Our drive, nothing to it. So what do you think about uh hopping into some uh award races for the NBA here? That's fine with me. I mean if you ask me, I think it's a I think it's a two man race. For MVP? Yeah. Between Embiid and Jokic? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's such a it's such a toss up for that one, man. Because I don't because so I saw the other day that Jokic became the first player in NBA history to have a season of this this is insane when you think about this. Like like think like think of all the great players that have that have played before him, even the even some of the players that are playing now. Mm-hmm. Jokic is the first player in NBA history to have a 2,000 point, 1,000 rebound, and 500 assist season. Wow. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. Production. Like, LeBron hasn't even done that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, this, is, like this is a historically good season. And it's a sneaky season. Not every, because people, people aren't really talking about Jokic a whole lot. Like, I mean, like, Dem- like Denver's kind of just, like, sitting in the grass or doing the thing. Of course, Denver's squarely in the playoffs. I think they're probably four seed. Four or five, something like that. I'm checking. I'm checking now. But it's also because Embiid's been going like he's been on a scoring tear. Like he's gonna win the scoring title, um, over LeBron and Giannis. But LeBron also is done for the season. It came out earlier. He's done for the season, so he's gonna end the year at 56 games and will not qualify to, um, win the scoring title. So yeah. So uh, so Denver's actually in sixth. Really? Yeah. So they are. Um, was it the Suns? The but they're they're Warriors. Ha- they're half game back at Utah. Okay. Was it Suns, Warriors, Suns, Suns, Grizz, Warriors, Mavs, Jazz, Nuggets, and then it's good for the Mavs, dude. Sneakily up there. Yeah, Luca. No one's talking about them. Luca ended up going off big time. Um, I don't like. I don't think they have enough firepower on their team in order to, in order to carry them further. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Oh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Utah's a little bit deeper of a team than Dallas is. Um, so I think Utah. I mean, if everything holds true, I mean, a lot a lot can change over the next five games that are still left, um, or less. I don't know. I feel like Dallas is just like a dominant big away from from really rain like wrecking havoc on the league. Well, people thought they had it when they traded for Kristaps. <sighs> but then again, at the same time, I mean, like if. If Dallas got the production out of Kristaps Porzingis that the Wizards have been getting as of late, I think they'd be in a lot better position. Don't get me wrong, Kristaps is not going for thirty and ten every single night, but no. he's he's getting. I think he's averaging about eighteen and maybe eight. That's not bad. No, but I think uh, Dallas they were just like, hey, we need some more, we need some more guard help. Like they need more scores. Yeah, that that like they were like they can't shoot a three to say to. To, to save their lives. Luckily for them... Or they, they couldn't before they made the trade. And then, and then getting... Um, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie helped. Yeah. yeah. But luckily for them, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this year's draft should have a lot of good bigs in it. Um, there's uh, McCormick, McCormack out of uh, Kansas. Um, Duke's going to put out probably two or three big men. Yeah. Uh, UNC is going to have like two or three big men coming out. And there's going to be big men coming out from all over the all over the country. So... They might be able to find somebody. Yeah, and uh, you know it's Dallas. Dallas is one of those places where people want to play just because you know that you have a. I mean, you have an owner that's backing you one hundred percent. He might be the best owner in the league. That's tough from like a player standpoint. Like 
if you're a player, you you kind of want to go play for Mark Cuban. I mean, I think outside of outside of Michael Jordan and Jeannie Buss, he's really the only other owner that I can think of that's in the NBA. And of course, Jeannie Buss is of course the owner of the Lakers. Yes. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have no clue that Michael Jordan was even an owner of an NBA team, but that's irrelevant because it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael jo- Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets for those of you that do not know, but yeah. but yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of the two of them and Mark Cuban, I mean, I mean, of course I know um shit. Are you thinking for the Heat? No, not the Heat. No, no, Pat Pat Riley's the GM of the Heat. He doesn't own them. No, it's um monumental sports. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the guy who owns the, who owns that who, who owns the Wizards. Um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, his name's escaping me. But it's but it's monumental sports group. They own the Wizards, and it's ran by one guy. So mm. it's a facto. Yeah, he owns the Wizards. But I was a, if I was a player, I'd want to go play for Mark Cuban. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, dude, he's a wholesome guy. We shouted him out like two months ago on the show. Yeah, he didn't. Course, I don't think he ever got back to us, but hey, maybe we'll put it out again this time. Maybe he will. I gotta check. I gotta check with our receptionist. We may have uh, missed that email getting back to us, but uh, yeah, we'll have to check with the receptionist. Yeah, we don't have a receptionist, nor do we send emails to Mark Cuban. So, <laughs> so that was that was all a joke. But we might. It wouldn't shock me if we did. I'll do it. That's fine. I still got to reach out to Nick Merckx about sponsoring us, <laughs> being the official podcast of uh, MFAM. Yeah, that'd be sick, man. He might allow it. I know. We fit the vibes. Just, yeah, just, we'll, we'll send him this episode. Nick, just listen to, listen to what we have to say. Just, just listen, listen to our episodes. Trust me. This would be, this would be a very good idea. Just know that our favorite, uh, YouTube video is the, uh, oh, when he, when he wins that, when he wins the that gold whole, scar only. Yeah. The gold scar when he wins, uh, he wins a whole Fortnite, uh, victory royale. Yeah. Squads. By himself, solo squads with a gold, gold scar only. Oh yeah, it's so funny. If you if you haven't uh, if you if you if you if you don't know what in the world we're talking about, go on YouTube and look up the video. Look up Nick Merck's gold scar video. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. The first five minutes of that video, you'll be rolling. My world's on fire. How, How about, about yours? yours? <laughs> oh, dude, Andrew, I'm so hot. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that because uh, we don't want, we don't want to spoil it for him. But yeah, yeah I think uh, I think Joel Embiid eventually. Um, edges out Jokic for MVP. You can make a case for either of them winning MVP, and mm. I'd be fine with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed either way. I think Embiid wins the scoring title. I think Embiid deserves it more personally. The MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think he does simply because of the fact they're in fourth in the East, which is a much more. It's I'm going to say it's De- more competitive. Denver, Denver's in sixth. But then again, at the same time, they're forty nine and thirty one, and Denver's forty eight and thirty three. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, they're right there as far as how competitive both their teams are. But um, personally, my pick would be um, Joel Embiid. I think so too, because I think, and I've told you my opinion about Joel Embiid before. I'm not a huge fan of him. Ah, I, I could take him. I could leave him. I like. I it's just something about him. I've never been a major fan of Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't tell you why at this point. I had, I, I know I had a reason at some point. I personally think Joel Embiid's the second best center in the league. I think Jokic is the best just because Jokic can do everything very, very well. You know, another guy at the center position that doesn't get talked about very often is uh, Cat. 
Yeah. I think Carl Anthony Towns, like skill for skill, he's probably the he might be the most skilled big man in the league. When you really sit when you really sit back and think about it, he does things that I mean maybe Jokic. What I mean, I think Carl Anthony Towns Carl Anthony Towns is a little bit more um athletic than Jokic is. Yeah. I mean I mean Jokic just is just purely so skilled that he that he's he's like he's like Luca. Like Luca doesn't ha- like Luca doesn't get up, he doesn't donk, nothing no. none of that, but he's just so technically skilled and he's so fundamentally rounded. Jokic moves up the floor like a gazelle, but like a really, really thick gazelle. Yeah, he he's, he's a like, little meaty. He runs up the floor like a gazelle that just got shot. Like, but he moves like a gazelle. Yeah, he's like 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 he's agile, but he's like he like he's he's agile as like as a gazelle, but it looks like the gazelle got shot. Like he's definitely running. He's definitely not running at full speed like some other guys are. No, but you know who? Uh, I I personally I would make just me, not everybody would make an argument that is a little to the right. There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I can see you struggling to to find the water there. Yeah. Um, pre I believe it was Achilles tear, dude. Boogie. Marcus mm. Cousins, I, he hasn't been the same since. I don't know if it's just people not giving him a shot and like a lack of uh, like time on the floor. Yeah, because even when he was with the Warriors for a little bit there, he was pretty good for him. But like pre Achilles tear, I believe it was when he was in New Orleans with AD. That dude could ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Marcus Cousins. It's almost the same thing with John Wall. Like when like before John Wall tore his Achilles, he hasn't played in like three years. He he's played the last two years. Has he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought he's. I thought he hasn't played. Mm-mm. No. 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 I mean, they ended up benching him. Oh. Just because they wanted to give other guys a, a shot, and, and they they tried trading it, but nobody wants to trade for. I think at this point now, John Wall. When the hell did he get drafted? Maybe 2010. Um. <clears throat> John Wall's probably close to his 30s. You know what? Maybe 2011. I have. I I have my damn. Because I think it was. I think it was in high school when the John Wall song came out. That song's a banger. That song is a banger. 2010. Okay. Shout out you. Yeah. Yeah. I was in high school when it came out. Fun fact. Fun fact. John Wall was born on September 6th. My birthday September 6th. You were in John Wall at Brothers. Yes, we are brothers. Except he was born in 1990. I was born in 1997. So. Yeah. I don't see a difference. Neither do I. (laughs) Um, I think Evan Mobley's locked up rookie of the year. Like I said, I think Joel Embiid wins the scoring title. Defensive player of the year? I don't really know. Yeah, that was a little up there. Let me... Um, I don't even know who's in contention for defensive player of the year. Probably Rudy Gobert. I'm probably giving it to Miles Turner because I think he leads the league in blocks per game. I think it's Rudy. It's probably Rudy Gobert and Giannis. We should have prepared. Hold on. That's fine. D-P-O-Y uh, odds NBA. <laughs> Ha-ha. There it is. What you got for me? This is according to Vegas Insider. Holy shit. You want top five? Yeah, let One, me hear top two, five. Two, three, four, five. Okay. <clears throat> Coming in at number five at plus... Okay, that's a, t- that's a tie for fourth. Coming in at fifth at plus 1,500 is Giannis. Wow. Tied for fourth but at plus 900 is Jaron Jackson Jr., who plays for Memphis. Wow. And Rudy Gobert, who plays for Utah. People know who Rudy Gobert and Yachton, but yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. Probably not. Yeah, that's that that's a that guy's a dog. Yeah, he's a damn good player. Um, third from the Phoenix Suns, Mikel Bridges, a 
bridges at plus 600. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, second place, Bam at a bio out of Miami at plus 450. And I guess this is a foregone conclusion for, um, for everybody right now coming in, the, coming in at a very, very sneaky minus 175 from the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that kind of surprises me. That's, um, I don't think I would have guessed that Marcus Smart was winning Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, no way. Just being honest with you. I mean, I mean, on the list also you have guys. Uh, let's see, Robert Williams. He's coming in at plus five thousand. Of course, I, he would be a little bit higher up there, but I, but he tore his ACL. He or he had a he had a bad knee injury. He was uh, tied for second in blocks per game hmm. before he got hurt. Uh, you got Donkey for Golden State coming in at plus ten thousand. Mobley at plus ten thousand. A guy that doesn't get talked about a lot in the Philadelphia 76ers team, Matisse Thybul. Yeah, that's 20,000. That dude's a really good he's a, defender. He's a real good 3 and D player. I knew that's what he was going to be when he got drafted. Um, but he's, um, he's, he's definitely playing a lot better than I thought, I thought he would this early in his career. And then a plus 25,000 is Joel. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, I think uh, biggest one. I mean, Marcus Smart, that's definitely very, very surprising. Uh, Miles Turner. Is not even listed on here, and he leads the league in blocks per game. Wow, that's kind of it's kind of slender. No, he doesn't. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He he leads. So I have my information incorrect. So I apologize. That's all good. But another guy that does that, uh, like another guy, Dejounte Murray. He's averaging two steals a game. Hmm. Like where is he at? So still the All Star game. Yes, he was the All Star game. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, I think uh, Sixth Man of the Year is definitely Tyler, Tyler Hero. Yeah, I think he's he's pretty much solidified. Yeah, he's locked that one up. Um, he said Rookie of the Year is Mobley. Yeah. Um, Cade Cunningham had a good had a good year coming on late. Um, a dude that I'm huge on, my boy Josh Giddy. Yeah. That that cat can hoop. He'll be a, he'll be a damn good player in yeah. the years to come. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, coach of the year, probably. Uh, what's uh, his name for the Suns? Monty. Yeah. Um, probably him or uh, coach of the Memph- Memphis Grizzlies. That was gonna be my guess. I can't think of him off the top of my head. But yeah, one of those two. The one of those two is gonna are gonna win coach of the year. I I, I think it's a two man race. I could be wrong, but I think it's JB Bickerstaff. It's a very familiar name, so you could very well be right about yeah, that. Yeah, I very well could be wrong. So let's uh, let's, let's. But you very well could be right. Uh, I think it's a two man race, though. It's it's those two. Coach of the year, NBA odds, not NFL, NBA. You turkey, come on. Okay, so um. Okay, so you got so these are the odds. Um, coming in at fifth is Ime Yodoka. He's the coach of Boston. He's coming in at plus fifteen hundred. Um, JB Beckerstaff. He's the coach of Cleveland. Mm. He's coming in at plus one thousand. Taylor Jenkins. He is that is like the whitest name I've ever heard in my life. Dan Smith BYU. <laughs> Dan Smith BYU. Uh, he's the coach of Memphis. He's coming in at plus eight hundred. Uh, Eric Spolstra, coach of Miami. He's plus seven hundred. And then Monty Williams, coach of Phoenix. He's minus two thousand. 
Good God. Yeah. So, yep. So it's Monty's. Yeah. So Monty Williams is going, is going to win. <laughs> Holy coach, shit. Coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. But the Suns had, the Suns had a good year. It's not, it, it, it's not surprising. Um, CP will be coming back for the playoff push here soon. They could probably make it out of the first round without him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to play, but they can probably make it out of the first round without him. Probably. We'll see. The play-in is the Spurs. I'll pull it up for you. Hold on. It's the Spurs, I believe. I clicked off of it. I don't know why. The Clippers. Okay, so so from 10 to 7, it goes Spurs, Pellies, Clips, T-Wolves. Okay, so the Clippers go to the T-Wolves, and then the Spurs go to... Isn't it 7, 10, 8, 9, that play? No, it's 9 and 10, and then 7 and 8. So seven, winner of 7, 8 moves in to play the two-seed, and then ah, right. the, okay. the loser of 7-8 plays the, the winner, winner of 9-10. Nine, the winner of that plays the one seed. Got it. Okay. So 7-8, you only have to win one. 9-10, you have to win two. Huh. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so on the flip side of that, uh, Charlotte is going to play Atlanta, and then Brooklyn will play Cleveland. Dude, Brooklyn might miss it. <laughs> Brooklyn could miss it, yeah. Cleveland could take that game. So the winner of that game would end up playing Milwaukee in the first round. Could you imagine Brooklyn versus Milwaukee in the first round? Of course, no KD, so it'd be tough. So it'd pretty much be Kyrie Irving on his own. Why no KD? Is he hurt still? KD? Yeah, or is he back? No, he's been back, brother. Has he? Okay. Yeah, he's been on a tear. Okay, I have my information. Him and and Kyrie just... uh, came back from 21 points down against the Knicks earlier this week. Oh, that's right. I, I, I knew that. Did you see uh did you see Stephen A. Smith talk about that at halftime? It was him, Max Kellerman, not Max. Yeah, they're on like NBA, whatever um, whatever show it is. Greeny. It. It yeah. Was, it was him, Greeny, and Greeny looked over at Stephen A. Smith. He's like he's like, Stephen A, I thought you'd be a little bit more excited about this. Your Knicks are up big. He's like, Stephen A's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, he's like, he's like, this is something that Knicks always do. They but, literally did it earlier this season. He's like, he's like, they're up big, and trust me, I'm telling you now. They're going to find a way to blow it and lose the game. And they did. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, wow, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, and then um, so the winner of Cleveland and Brooklyn will play Milwaukee, and then Miami will get whoever's left. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. The Western Conference, not so much. I'm kind of curious to see how that Eastern uh, play playoff in, play, play in. Play in, play in, play yeah. off in, play, play. in off. Say it, Hut. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think the biggest news of the week coming out of the NBA is one thing I will, I will oh. say about one thing I will say about the bubble. You got to watch out for Charlotte. Yeah, they're a little scary. That team is young, and that that that's a fun team. Did you see what um between the legs off the backboard oh, to Montrezl Harrell? That was so sick. Yeah. Like Lamelo Ball, he's he's that guy. He's just having fun. Oh yeah, he's a couple of kids on the playground. Yeah, he's yeah he's just having fun. But, but the yeah. the big news out of the NBA is former Laker Magic Johnson called out LeBron James on, I guess essentially being the GM and blaming him on the lack of success for the Lakers because LeBron in his camp wanted Russell Westbrook, Demar Derozan. Had was pretty much all but signed the papers to be a Laker. Yep, and then just never heard back from him. 
Yeah, so so that was a very interesting that was a very interesting interview that Magic Johnson Magic Johnson gave. Of course, Magic is Magic is the Lakers. Yeah, and you guys could probably find it on ESPN.com. Um, it was on uh, Greeny Show. Get up. Yeah. Um, Magic Johnson interview on Get Up. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, ESPN. I'm sure it's all over the inter- inter- uh, internet. You can find it somewhere. Yeah. So for so for people who don't have the time to actually look that up or don't want to look that up, I will, uh, just to give you a quick little synopsis synopsis of what of what went on. So DeMar DeRozan, he ended up signing with the Chicago Bulls, um, and he had a phenomenal season. Yeah, he looked phenomenal really, really good for them. Season. Um, but he is, he's, a, he's a Compton, California native, and Compton is in the city of Los Angeles. So um, he told Magic Johnson, he's like, hey, like, can you help me make this happen? I want to come play for the Lakers. And it was all but done. It was all, yeah, it was all but done. And then, and then LeBron and his camp came out and said, no, we want Russell Westbrook instead. And then they said, well, okay, well, sorry, DeMar. So from what I gathered from the interview, and – you can absolutely uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. It was supposed to be Demar and Buddy Heald. Yeah. So the whole thing with Buddy Heald is it was very, it was rumored that Cal Kuzma was going to be dealt for Buddy Heald. Dude, they fucked up so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I mean, bad. I mean, I mean, if you sit back, if you sit back and look at it now, I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, I've talked to you multiple times about how well Kyle Kuzma's played for the Wizards this, Wizards this season. He's had a pretty good season for him. Like, uh, look, don't, pink hair and all. <laughs> Well, that's that's relevant. <laughs> he's 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 just uh, getting a start on that on those uh, cherry blossom jerseys. Did you see those? Uh, I think it did. Fire, yeah. love them, love them. Anyway, that that's beside the point. Um, but I mean, Kyle Kuzma had a pretty respectful year. Like he wasn't an all star at all, but he but he wasn't he wasn't a slouch. He had, like he he carried the wishes at times, even even when Brad Beal was still on, on the court. So it was rumored that um, Buddy Heald was supposed to be traded to. This was before the whole Russell Westbrook thing was announced. Um, so Kyle Kuzma was going to be traded for Buddy Heald, probably for some other pieces as well. So, I'm sure there were some other pieces in there for sure. But if, but if you really think about it, they were, they were going to sign um, DeMar. Yes. They were, going to, they were going to get DeMar. They were going to trade Kyle Kuzma. They never would have had to trade. They never would have lost Caruso because they actually would have had money to spend. Mm-hmm. They never like they wouldn't have lost all. They wouldn't have lost KCP. They would have lost Madrez. They wouldn't have lost lost all these pieces that they ended up dealing to the Wizards. For, yeah. For, I'll say it right now. That was probably the biggest. That is probably the. That might be one of the worst trades in NBA history. Dude, I just don't understand how you trade for Russell Westbrook. Like, I understand that's LeBron's buddy. He probably wanted to play with him and like. You know, they got three-fourths of the fucking banana boat crew or whatever the hell they are. They're only missing D-Wade. Um, right. Dude, Russ, like, he... It's like once every 16 games, he has a really good game. But the 15 in between, you look at him, you're like, man... What are you, what are you doing? I Like, you watch him play those 15 games, you're like, I feel a little bit more confident that I could make a G League roster. Right. No, I couldn't. You look at him and you're like, what are you doing? But the worst part is you put him down in the G League for those 16 games and he's oh, averaging dominate. fucking 35. He dominates. 35 rebounds. <laughs> That's another thing about that Jokic stat, the 2000-1500. He averaged a triple-double for like three years straight and never even got that mark. I know. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, or maybe it's back-to-back seasons to do that. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look that up again. Regardless. Yeah. We've moved on. Yeah, regardless. It was, it was a great season. But I mean... I mean, even even another Laker great, Kareem even came out and said something about LeBron too. He's like, 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 
I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know. Some, someone's someone's wilding outside the house. But they, anyway. they probably didn't hear it on the mic, but we heard it. And it was like, what? Yeah, but um, he's like, he's like, how are you gonna take games? That's that's probably a dog outside. Like, how, like, how are you going to take games off when your team is squarely in the playoff hunt? Like, you need to win these games, and you're taking time off. So Kareem called out LeBron James for that. I get it, but I don't because I think LeBron James is actually averaging the most minutes per game out of anybody in the league. Well, that's very true, but then again, at the same time, I do like I I, I see exactly what he, I see exactly what Kareem is saying. I see his point. I do, but well, devil's advocate here, he's also playing the most minutes every I'll, game. I'll look it up right now of anybody else in the league. Yeah, I'm telling. He's I think he's averaging like uh, thirty-seven to thirty-eight minutes a game. It's something absurd like that. Like, I like, don't think anybody touches him. Um, 37.2. Yeah. Like, nobody touches him. Like, it's, it's, it, like, it's crazy, man. The unfortunate thing is, is that he has to play all of those minutes in order for his team to succeed. To even be, like, in a game. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, right? Like, right. To, like, to even, to even be in the game, like, he has to play all those minutes. Okay. It, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet are apparently averaging more, but okay, only by seven tenths of a minute. Oh well, irrelevant. But they're both significantly younger than LeBron James is. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I think they're in a real tough position, man. I think AD and Westbrook are both gone after this season. LeBron might be too. <sighs> he might be. It might be LeBron and uh, Westbrook. It might keep AD. Or they might just blow it up and say, you know what? We're just starting from scratch. They're about to draft the entire Duke roster. <laughs> They're about to trade all three of them, get a bunch of first-round picks, and then just draft Duke's team. But seriously, like, like, like if I, like, I, this, is, this is coming from a perspective, like, again, I'm 24 years old. I feel like I'm 36 sometimes. Good grief. My joints definitely feel like that. Right. Um, damn, Texas just jumped on Toronto's shit. Four <laughs> nothing in the first. Fuck them. Um, anyway, um, if I'm LeBron, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I clearly still have plenty in the tank. <clears throat> yep. But I need to play with players who I can re- rely on to stay on the floor. I hate to say it. I think LeBron goes to play for Golden State. You gave me shit for that like four episodes ago. The more I think about it, I'm like. Because that's what I said a, a few episodes ago, and you gave me shit for that. See, the, see, the biggest thing is that LeBron has to go somewhere where. Because, of course, Le, LeBron's ready to hand over the keys to the kingdom. He's been ready to do it. Yeah, he knows he's getting older. He knows he's got to let it go. Right, exactly. Like, like, it's, like it's coming to a point where eventually. We're not going to be able to sit here and talk about LeBron James and what he just did the night before anymore. That makes me sad. It does. Yeah, watching LeBron his entire career, it it really does make me sad that we're not going to be able to get to see it. So, I mean, wouldn't you think that you want that you want your 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 older years in the NBA? Wouldn't you want to go play for play with a team where expectations for you aren't very high, but you make the expectation expectations for the team sky high? Yeah. He, he did say that he wants to play with Steph Curry, right? And of course, Steph Steph Curry is I, like I like I think it's against the Geneva Convention that Steph Curry will ever leave Golden State. 
Yeah, he he's not going anywhere. That will never happen. Like, like ain't like ain't no way. That's we also happened. said the same thing about Tom Brady leaving New England, and here we are. I don't know. That one felt a little different because like there was like like a little animosity there. What do you, whether you want to say it or not, there was some animosity going he on. He was there. just pissed they couldn't draft offense to save their life. Right. Um. But like, there's no animosity in Golden State. Steph loves it there. They love him. Blah 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 blah. They're having they're having having success there as well, and a lot of it, and a lot of it, dude. They have um, who they get in the draft? You know, Wiseman last year, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole. They got Jordan Poole. Like Jordan Poole's a good player. They got somebody else too. I'm just forgetting. Oh, they just drafted him. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Shout out Andre three K. Andre three thousand. What a guy. Um, I'll know. I'll know it as soon as I see his name too. I just know it well. Uh Kaminga. Jonathan. Kuminga. Jonathan Kaminga. That guy. Yeah. yeah, I know him. <laughs> but I mean, like, like they have Wiggins, they have Clay Thompson, they have all these guys. I mean. If you add LeBron to them, and they and they have donkey teeth, dude. If you had, if you had LeBron to, LeBron to the mix, that's a scary ass team. They would have to. They're they're gonna have to trade away some pieces. Wiggins. <laughs> Wiggins. Imagine being Andrew Wiggins. Why does LeBron want me? They literally got rid of his ass for Kevin Love. For K Love, yeah. <laughs> In Cleveland, down Golden State, <laughs> gonna deal him to the Lakers for LeBron. <laughs> for LeBron, man. Why did LeBron want me? Um, he's gonna be like that episode of Will Smith, um, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, he with just, Uncle Phil. Sp- speaking of the Lakers, also once the season is over, it's it's very it's um it's expected that they're about to part ways with uh, Frank Vogel. I think it's so dumb. So do I. I don't think it's him. It's he, not. He's not the problem here. It's not. Yes. He's not the problem for this season. Yes, I think he, it's so stupid. He ha- he had to, um, he had to do a bunch of like a bunch of different roster combinations heading into the season, but it's not his fault. Like, no. Like there's no shot. Like perfect example. Here's here, this is this this is our segue. Um, the Ravens did not fire John Harbaugh after all the injuries that he had, and the team didn't make the playoffs. Yep. Like star player, all that stuff. Like star players. Star star players. Exactly. It's plural. Yeah. Um. Just uh, this is this is just um this is just me asking a question. Is LeBron a coach killer? Is he a coach killer? Yeah. Um, is it because this is this is at least I think the the only coach that survived Spolstra is Spolstra. Hmm. I think it's safe to say that he is at this point. I mean, <clears throat> he's burned through so many coaches um, throughout the years that it's. I think it's safe to say that he is. Yeah. Um, and it's just because of like when you when you get LeBron James, you automatically get um. Championship expectations. You automatically get championship expectations, exactly. And um, you're in win-now mode. Yeah. Right? So when you don't win, it puts you on the hot seat. And so I think in, in those regards, it, it forces your hand in like going out and uh, trading for these players to win now yeah. instead of waiting to develop them like Golden State did for all those years. And then look at that. Now they're a dynasty. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just uh, 
I'd say he is a coach killer. I think I think that's safe to say at this point. And I love LeBron James. I am 100% team LeBron James. I think he's the greatest player of all time. Um, it, it, I'm 100% team LeBron. I think he's a coach killer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm going back and forth on that a lot. This is like, that question wasn't scripted. No, that was not in there. Yeah, that was, that, that was just something that I came up with. Threw me way off. Um, well, I, I really didn't, but anyway. No, you didn't at all. Um, I kind of think he is. I mean, sa- same reasons that you just gave. There's such high expectations. Um, DeShambo, Kepka, and Spieth all missed the cut today. I was gonna bring that up, and I was just waiting for the point. Like I have it on my on my phone here. I was waiting for a point to bring it up. But yeah, I just, I just, I, I just, I just, I just saw it, and then DeShambo was plus twelve. Ew. I mean, that's still better than what I could do in one oh, round. Oh hell but yeah. yeah, hell yeah. We, just, <laughs> we were uh. We were sitting, we we were sitting there watching the uh, watching the Masters, and like someone, um, it was Tiger Woods and Joakim Joakim Neiman. Yeah, I th- and Neiman had to take Neiman was on what sixteen sixteen par three sixteen. Yeah, he was on the, he was on the, he was on the sixteen green, and he his approach onto the green, um, came up short of the hole. So when you're so putting toward the hole, it takes a hard ninety degree angle because of the slope of the green, and um. He hit it a little. He hit it a little fast, and it went past the hole. And I think simultaneously, me and me and Holman just said "idiot," and like I laughed immediately. I'm like, I'm like, you know, we just shit on him for missing that putt by a good five feet when I know damn well I'm hitting that ball into the fucking water. I told you, I'm I'm not even making it down the slope. I'm still leaving it up on top of the little shelf there. Oh, bingo! Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm, just, I'm hammering it, thinking, okay, it's gonna bring a lot more than I actually think it's going to, and it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The knowing damn well we couldn't do better, and like I'm not a I'm not a great golfer. I'm not a I'm not like a terrible golfer. I suck, but I'm not a great golfer. I'm so bad. I'm 100 percent just looking like an asshole on that putt. So after, so so for, so for those of you that are also curious, after day two, uh, Scotty Scheffler is currently the leader of the clubhouse. He's at minus eight. He had a killer day today. I think he was minus five today. Yeah, he, he had a day. He, he dominated. Ha- have a day, Scheffler. And then uh, tied for second, uh, Schwartzel. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I believe so. Close enough. He's. It, it, it probably sounds a little different, but uh, mm. whatever. Uh, you have M. M. <laughs> whatever. Um, Lowry and Matsuyama, they're all tied for second at minus three. Somebody set off fireworks? So you tapping the table. Someone's gonna shot outside. The fuck is happening? I don't know. I kinda wanna check it out, but well, we're in the middle of the episode. We'll see if we'll know if there's sirens. Um That's very true. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if someone has got it's gotta be fireworks. It's gotta be. Good gracious. Dude, it's April 8th. What the fuck are we setting off fireworks for? Lent. I'm about to get the Roman candles out of my trunk and set them off and shoot them. You still out. have them? Yeah, they're probably oh, still there. We're about to do some dangerous shit tonight. That's lit. So, uh, coming up here, I believe it's in the next week or so. April 16th. April 16th. The USFL is starting up. Dude. We're going to have some football on the TV, baby. I'm excited. Finally. So excited. Dude, all football is good football. All football is good football, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm about it. I'm very, very excited for the USFL. So what I kind of wanted to do is I just kind of wanted to uh, to put our allegiance out there on, on you know, who we're rooting for in the season here. Now, you made your 
decision a little more educated than me. I picked mine before the draft even started, solely off of uniforms yes. and names. So, so the USFL for for their for their inaugural season, uh, they have eight teams. It is the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, Tampa Bay Bandits, the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, the Phil- Philadelphia Stars, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Uh, I don't know what any of those team mascots have to do anything with the city that they're playing in. Birmingham, that's in Alabama. I've never seen a fucking horse in Alabama. Gamblers in Houston, that makes sense. Breakers, that makes sense. Tampa Bay Bandits, Buccaneers, that makes sense. Where the hell is there a Panther in Michigan? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. Maybe um, with the Wolverines. Wolverines, Panthers, I don't know. Um, the Wolverine is an animal. Huh? There's an animal called a wolverine. I know, but I'm saying maybe that's the like connection. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it. I don't know. New Jersey Generals. There might be a five-star general that lives in New Jersey. Couldn't tell you. Third. Third. The Philadelphia Stars. No clue. Makes sense. How? Like, fucking Liberty Bell and all that shit. Stars of the flag. I don't know. Okay. I, could, I could see a correlation. Pittsburgh Maulers. Couldn't tell you. The, the 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 logo for the Maulers is literally some dude swinging a big ass hammer. Steelers steal mine, swinging the hammer. Whatever, that's stupid, dude. Either either someone just went postal or they're celebrating Lent. You would think it's the Fourth of July outside, right? This is insane. I don't know what the hell it is. Ziggy's not going nuts, so it must not be that loud. It's it's probably happening like right outside. Where your neighbors are having really rough sex. Maybe they are. Can you tell which way it's coming from? It's definitely coming from uh, my left. It's like I, it's, I don't think it's from the wall here. I don't know where it's from. Uh, it's, I'll I'll figure it out. When we're done here. I'm a little shitty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So so Holman wanted us to go ahead and pick our allegiance. Um, he made his, uh, he made his allegiance solely based on the uniform. So why don't you go ahead and tell the masses who you're, who, who you're rocking with? Uh, I am rocking with, uh, the Birmingham Stallions. I will say the jerseys are pretty nice, but yeah, he said, <coughs> he said, cool jerseys. I mean, Check. it was before they even drafted their teams. That's my team, but I don't even think they have the best jerseys. Who do you think does? New Orleans. That blue and white is pretty yeah, clean. Yeah, the, yeah, the new, yeah, the New Orleans Breakers is just blue and white. It's real clean. It looks good. It looks good, man. Looks good. Um, how you doing? Keep it moving. Yeah, but my uh, my allegiance is going to lie with the Houston Gamblers. Um, for one reason and one reason only, that is backup quarterback Kenji Bahar, former Baltimore Ravens practice member, practice squad member, and alumni of oh he went to Monmouth shit shit well I'm still, I'm still, I'm still rocking with him yeah Kenji Bahar he is the backup quarterback for the Houston Gamblers who's their starter did you see you don't have to look it up I just did, if you saw uh, I did he played at Northwestern oh okay yeah um, Kenji Bahar also went to Coppert Hall so lo- local kid hey yeah so that's the only reason why I'm cheering for him. And he was born on September 21st, 1997. I am older than Kenji Bahar. I am older than a professional quarterback. I mean, I'm older than Lamar Jackson. 
I think I am too. See, there you go. <laughs> I got, I got, I got to fact check this now. I am older than a uh, former MVP of the NFL. Also, I just went ahead and uh, went ahead and got got ahead of myself here. Um, drunk, shirtless Florida man arrested after shoveling spaghetti in his mouth at an Olive Garden. That's rad. I forget. Was it yesterday? You told me what Florida man did. It was. Uh, he said that he was the undertaker and tried to tombstone the security guard. Yeah. I yeah. said that guy deserves free drinks for life. Uh, Florida man arrested for hiding a live alligator in his truck. I don't get that one, but okay. Uh, I'm surprised he's still alive. I mean, me as well. I don't know, but uh, to, so you're going, you're rocking with the bandits. I'm rocking with Florida the man arrested for intentionally coughing on a store employee. That's sick. That's literally sick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's it speaking of drafts and everything like that i was curious on who you wanted the ravens to draft in this upcoming draft at 14 do you think would you want to we were talking about this yesterday i personally think sitting at 14 is stupid for the ravens i think you trade up and get the guy that you love or you trade back that's just me but uh i want to hear your thoughts about what who you want us to draft do you think we move up move back what are you thinking here yeah, so I've been back and forth on this a few different times. Um, people are going nuts outside. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's getting loud. It's got to be your neighbors doing something on the wall. I don't know. It's got to be. Anyway, whatever. Irrelevant. Um, my my whole big thing is I think the Ravens definitely are going to end up going on the defensive side of the ball here. Um, unless one of the top two tackles miraculously falls to us. Is that you're going Evan Neal and Iki Aquanu? Yeah. Okay. Um, Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a possibility possibility that Charles Cross could get to us at 14. Um he might. He, I could see it. It, it. It's possible. I don't. I, I mean, if he's there, depends how many quarterbacks go in front. Right. Right. That's I mean, the big. I thing. mean. I mean. I mean. That's the big thing. That that's really what's going to push back everybody in the draft. Um, which I think there's a possibility that we could see at least two before we get picked. Before we pick, um, between Carolina and Seattle. I've said my piece on on drafting quarterback that high this year. I, right. I don't. Correct. Think, I don't think it's a smart move, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um. I mean. I mean, also listening to the Peter Schrager or Pat McAfee interviewing Peter Schrager, um, who's very, very well connected with the NFL. Yeah, um, very well. Like, it's still not a foregone conclusion that Malik Willis won't go number two. Dude, I think Detroit. I think if Detroit drafts Malik Willis number two, I've said it before, said it again. Bad teams make bad decisions. Drafting Malik at number two is a mistake. Agreed. I I I would agree there. I'd be very happy for him. I'm a very big supporter of Malik Willis. Um, I'd be happy because it takes a quarterback off the board. Correct. And lets another player fall to us. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing that I want now at this point. So Detroit, go ahead. Do what you want to do. Um. Unfortunately, I think unless we trade up, I don't think we're getting either. We're definitely not getting Sauce Gardner. He's going number four. He's going to the Jets. Yeah, he's going to. I think that's. I feel like if anything, that is that's, the locking key. The but. Yep, that is the only thing that is happening. He's he, like the latest he's going is he's he, he's at at the absolute worst. He's hearing three names before his. Yeah, especially because they have Robert Sala over there, defensive court like defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. made head coach. Um, so he's obviously defensive minded. He's definitely going defense. And that's, yeah, I think that's what they need the most help at. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, and also Derek Stingley, he performed so damn well at his pro day. I don't, I don't, I don't he think he doesn't make it to us. Yeah, he had a, we had a shot before the pro day, but we don't know. I don't, I don't think we touch him now at this point. Um, I just think we probably go pass rusher here. Okay, the person probably makes the most sense is probably either going to be Jermaine Johnson or Jermaine Johnson, whatever his name is from Florida State. Yeah, or Carl Leftis from Purdue. I think those are the only two that make it to us, and Jermaine Johnson may not even make it to us, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Jermaine Johnson could go. He could go in the top ten. He could for sure. He could, he could go in the top. He could go in the top eight. Yeah, especially because I've honesty. heard uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is actually falling off of people's boards a little bit. I've heard it too, but I th- I think just his upside alone. I think he I think he's going to remain in the top five. Um, same thing with Trayvon Walker. Okay, Trayvon Walker is such a because I mean Peter Schrager brought I mean I I just don't get all of my news from Peter Schrager but the like when I was listening to this interview that he was doing with Pat McAfee on his on his mock draft, um it all really made sense like Tremaine John or Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker is this dude who athletically he's a freak mm-hmm. he's like he blew away all the numbers people are thinking to themselves well what did he do in college like. Like where was the production at in college? Yeah. Um. But then again, at the same time, another guy that you, uh, like the when when he mentioned this name, I'm like, holy shit, he's right. Um, another person because I think he has he has the Giants taking Trayvon Walker. Okay. Peter Schrager does. Mm-hmm. Um. And the GM of the Giants right now is was the GM of the 49ers when they drafted Alden Smith. Mm. People thought to themselves. People thought to themselves, wow, Alden Smith top ten. What the hell is this guy thinking? 18 and a half sacks later, his rookie year, people are like, well, shit, this guy kind of knew what he was talking about. Got that one right. <laughs> yeah, he kind of knew, knew what he was doing. So that's definitely fireworks. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, it's a little annoying, but um, yeah, holy hell, that's annoying. Odd. Whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think in all honesty, we're probably going to go Carliftus. If he manages manages to get to us, Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be mad if we get Kyle Hamilton, although I don't think he makes it past Washington. I don't. I like him, but I don't think he makes sense for us. Worse, we have a lot of safeties. True. Um, I also wouldn't be overly mad if we took Devin Lloyd. No, I wouldn't be mad if we took a middle linebacker. Mm-mm. Him or Nicobe Dean. Not that early for Nicobe Dean. First, first round, yeah, I think I, like if we traded back, and we got Nicobe Dean. I wouldn't be mad, but I don't think at fourteen. I don't think I don't think it makes a lot makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. Also, it's another like another thing is how many how many teams jump ahead of us to get a wide receiver. See, and the, I told you earlier, I like us trading fourteen to Green Bay, so they move up because they're gonna overpay to go get one of those guys, right? They're going to overpay. I don't think they have a shot at Drake London or Garrett Wilson, but um, I think both of them are gone before they get to 14 to us. But Chris Olave has a chance. Yeah, so I think, so I so e- even before I heard Peter Schrager say this, this was my personal opinion also. I think after 10 is where you're going to, between 10, he says 10 and 20, I think between 10 and like 18, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to see the majority of wide receivers in the first round. Because I think that's that's a good spot of where they fall into compared to the rest of the first round. Yeah, um, I like I like in the between ten and eighteen. I think there's a possibility you could see four, maybe five wide receivers go. That, that includes Jameson Williams. Yeah, I like the, even though he tore his ACL. I mean, I mean, 
it's not a career ending injury. He's going to come back and and he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, he'll make it back by November. Yeah. I don't think he's the first wide receiver taken, but no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I think uh, pass rusher for sure, for sure. Um, if one of the tackles fall, it was great. Um, Jordan Davis makes a lot of sense too. It might be a little high, fourteen, but I mean, with Jordan Davis, for 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 those of you that do not know, Jordan Davis is that big ass guy from Georgia that everybody keeps taking pictures of. He's like, he's like, he's like six seven, three sixty. He's massive. He's a ginormous human that ran like a four seven. Oh, he's 40. fast as hell too. He was like a four seven forty. Yeah, he's he's so Dumb fast. Athletic. He's, yeah, he's so athletic. Um, <clears throat> so for people that for people that are fans of the Ravens, if we if we don't if we don't trade the pick, like Holman said, trade it to go get somebody or trade back and just see how the first round plays out for us. Um, definitely expect the Ravens to go defensive defense on the, on the, uh, with our first pick. It, I, I'm torn between, um, edge rusher or, uh, Linderbaum at center. Personally, I think Linderbaum at 14 is a little bit of a reach. I think we could trade back and still grab him and be fine, and it makes a little bit more sense. <clears throat> that's just me. But see, the thing is with Linderbaum, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's a reach. I just think so many guys are performing so well between pro days and combine that people are just shooting up draft boards so quickly. There was a time where Linderbaum was actually going in the top five. I believe it. I mean, yeah. offensive line does win championships. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean. I mean, look at a guy. Look at a guy like Creed Humphrey last year. Mm-hmm. He came in over. Yeah, that was me. Hit my hand. <laughs> um, that was the fireworks. He was a. Uh, he was. He was second round pick. Yeah, out of Oklahoma, Boomer Center, and Boomer Center, and um, Pro Football Focus had him as the number one rated center in all of football. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was kind of pissed to see. No, he he got drafted at the end of the first round. Creed? Yeah. No, we didn't. You sure? We had the Chiefs' first round pick. Ah, oh, we did. That was the New Orleans Brown trade. They, yes. They yes, picked, you're right. They picked him with our second round pick. Pricks. Yeah. I'm not mad. We got a Dafe away. Yeah, I'm not mad about it either. Oh, man. You think Debo's going to leave? Um, I think he's doing the same thing that Kyler Murray's doing. Uh, he's trying to get paid. Just trying to get paid. Smart bastard, man. It'll after, work. After seeing the the wide receiver market blow up the way it has, good freaking god, I mean, dude. I mean, he, he he's not getting money like that. Oh, he's not getting Tyreek money. No hell way. No, hell no. Um, you know, I didn't know this until I until I actually looked looked um looked at it. Um, you know who's on um annual average annual salary? You know who the you know who the top five wide receivers in fo- in football are? Uh, is this currently like even after currently. all these contracts? Yep. Even after the contracts, yeah. Um. Christian Kirk. No. He's, he's got to be in the top five. He's not. I what? Prom- I promise you he's not. Okay, well, Tyreek. Yep. Devontae. Yep. Tyreek. Or I already said Tyreek. Um, what's his name? Stefan. Yep. Um, Cooper Cup? Might not be. I don't know if Cooper Cup's in the top five or not, but number five is uh, your old faithful for fantasy football. Shout out Maryland. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. What a guy. $20.7 million a year, DJ Moore. He's the number five, he's the number five paid wide receiver in the NFL. According to the annual average salary. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who who the other one might be. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. Who else got paid a wide receiver this offseason? This offseason. Well, Christian Kirk did. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks. He just got a contract yeah. extension. Yeah, he was um he was another guy who was rumored to possibly be on the move. Yeah. Wide receiver wise. Didn't. Um yeah, so he he's he's definitely not leaving um Houston now. Um I mean, like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on between so it's rumored that uh DK Metcalf is available at the right price. At the right price. AJ Brown is available at the right price. Um who else was mentioned? Well, there was Brandon Cooks for a little while there. Brandon Cooks for a little while. I mean, even like there's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. But think of the right price. I think Terry McLaurin's available as well. <laughs> at, at like, I don't know what the right price is. Like, if like if a team calls me and says, "Hey, I'll give you three first round picks for Terry McLaurin," I'm saying, "Ha yep, stupid." Yeah, there's no shot in the world that anybody pays three first round picks for a wide receiver. But out, like out, outside of getting three first round picks for Terry McLaurin, I don't think Washington's doing anything with Terry McLaurin besides putting him back in the number seventeen jersey and saying, "Catch, just catch passes from Carson Wentz for us." Yeah, I mean, if you bring in Carson Wentz and you get rid of his number one wide receiver, uh, <laughs> why? Like you just set yourself up. For right. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Um, but another wide receiver that that could be on the move. Again, shout out Peter Schrager, uh, Keenan Allen. Really? He said, um, I mean, this is... Is he mad that Mike Williams got the uh, the pay raise? That Maybe that's who was on the list then, because he just got a uh, extension. Could have been. I don't know. But, um, I mean, Peter Schrager said, just, just looking at his contract, he said, if, if, that's a, if that's a move, don't be surprised. I mean, I even watched a video on the Pat McAfee show today saying that the Packers are making a big push to try and get a wide receiver. Interesting. So, Keenan Allen to... Uh, Green Bay. I'm just going to call it now. Hmm. Let's see if I'm right in a week. You think they have to give up one of their first round picks to get him? Ooh. Probably not. Just because just cause he's getting paid so much money still. I was just curious. You could probably do away with a third. Hmm. That's fair. Third and maybe a future seventh. Yeah, I mean, Devontae was a first and a second. Right. And, uh, in my opinion, he's the best wide receiver in football. Agreed. DeAndre Hopkins. You think he is? No, 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 oh. no, no. DeAndre Hopkins. Mo- okay. Yeah. Hi, Samuel. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. I forgot him because he was injured at the end of the season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. So, this wasn't, um, this wasn't on the list, but I was just curious. It just kind of hit my brain here while we're talking about moves huh? and stuff like that. What was your least favorite, like, move? Like, trade, signing, whatever. Like, how much they paid somebody, what they gave up to get somebody. Like, I, I, I'm curious. You're getting right. That's got to be the Dolphins. For who? Tyreek. No. Well, I know you're still on the Christian Kirk thing. Ne- I will never get over the Christian, Christian Kirk thing. I think Miami is stupid. I think they gave up way too much for Tyreek Hill. I mean, no one remained to be seen. But then again, with Tyreek Hill, you can literally, you can literally do anything with him. <laughs> As long as he stays healthy, which I think he can. I mean, I mean, he hasn't shown a reason why he can't. And he's always tweaking things, though. Well, I mean, that's that's minor. He runs so damn fast that, of course, his body's like, hold on here, half a second away from shutting down. <laughs> yeah, like, like, hold on, like, 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 pump, pump the brakes here, bub. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who allowed you to run this fast, but it definitely wasn't us. Yeah, slow down there, uh, Barry. Yeah, I'm not getting over the I'm not getting over the whole Christian Kirk thing. That's fair. That's a fair one. That's a bad one. Yeah, that's just that's that's just me. I just think I mean I don't really know. I don't think anybody really won that trade. 
it's better for the Chiefs than it is the Dolphins, but I don't think anybody really won that trade. Is it though? Because what they got in return? I mean, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, they got they got good stuff in return, but like, yeah, yes, they got draft picks in return. That's all good and fine, but then you actually have to draft good players for those picks. Yeah, they'll be fine. And then who's and then of all wide receivers, they got to replace Tyreek Hill. They got poo poo ice cream future. <laughs> I love that neither one of us like call him by his real name. Oh, I refuse to. It's kind of like Arkansas at this point. I refuse. Corvette, Corvette. That's his name. Corvette, Corvette. For the for those of you that do not know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say his name. They got. They, I mean, they signed Juju. They, Ju, I almost still butchered his last name. <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster. Yes, they signed Juju Smith Schuster. Um, MVS. Great. <laughs> Fantastic, man. I'm so happy we got rid of Tyreek Kill. We have Juju and MVS. They also we, got rid of Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. We literally just got seven letters at wide receiver. <laughs> if you want to boil it down, we really only got five. MVS and JJSS. <laughs> it's really only four. I meant like Juju. Oh. Fair. It's still five. What the fuck? Speaking of bad signings, um, little fuck news, the Yankees. Little news, little news out of the MLB. Uh, today is the f- second day of the of of the baseball season. So, uh, yes, uh, we can go get hammered at pickles now before before we watch the Orioles lose by five. Let's get it. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Uh, the Orioles also lost today, two to one, three, two, two, I think two to one. Hey, maybe three to one. Let's see. How much does it lose by today? Lost two to one to Tampa Bay. All things is all things considered, that's not too terrible. Nope. Um, but uh, big news. So, uh, star star left fielder or he right fielder, whatever he he he, he should be the damn power forward for the Knicks. <laughs> You're not wrong. All six foot nine, Aaron Judge. Uh, he's uh he he's admitted that he I I think he wants to return to uh to the Yankees, um and apparently he turned down a seven year deal worth two hundred thirteen million dollars. Good gracious! Yeah. So uh, are you saying good gracious to that or do you have breaking news? No, to that. That's insane. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, I mean Aaron Judge, not too quick to uh sign that deal with um with the Yankees yet. Um, the Yankees did win today. Donaldson delivered a little bit of a walk-off in his debut. Again, fuck the Yankees. I'm going to go see the Yankees on May 19th. You are. Yeah. So, Tyler, when you listen to this, uh, I did get off. So, uh, we can go get hammered. At Pickles. At Pickles beforehand. And uh, see where the day takes us. Um, I, I'll probably text you beforehand. But when you listen to this, everybody, everybody, everybody will now know where I'll be at on May 19th. So, uh, if any of y'all punks... Want some? Come pull up, and I'll uh, drunk server. Don't make a difference. I'll still, I'll still hand hand out an ass beating. Okay, Why don't you settle down over there, jeez Louise. I texted you this morning. I told you I woke up and chose violence. You did wake up and choose violence, man. You gotta simmer down. Just remember, just there's 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 one thing you should know about me. I don't stop when something breaks or pulls. Okay, Dwight. No, uh, these hands don't discriminate. You want some problems? I'll give them. I need you to settle down over there. I'm sorry. You're right. Golly, man. You should assault me. Salt you? Salt me. Oh, I'm salty. No, assault me. Oh. 
I mean, do you want me to? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, ah, perfect. Here's, ah. Here, here, here's, here's an idea, idea now that we're getting ready to roll on the two hours of this episode. But anyway, hey, whatever. This is, the, you know what? This is, this is probably the first episode that we've actually gotten to, like, like, reel it in, take our time. Not really take our time, but, like, talk about what we want to talk about and just let it rock and roll. Yeah, the past few weeks we've been, like, rushed on getting through the episode because one of us has something to do. Right, right. So, uh, and we almost had, we almost had to do it tonight, but, uh, my friend is coming over tomorrow instead. So. Lady friend. <laughs> yes, my lady Come friend. Come on, man. My lady friend, my lady friend is, well, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to talk in pirate code. Ouch. That was my knee that just cracked. That's gross. Yeah. Dude, I told you I have the joints of an 87-year-old war veteran at this point. <laughs> my knee, my joints are fucked. September 6, 1943. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> You're pretty good for your age, sir. <laughs> well, I'm only 24. Uh, it's a little inside. Me and, uh, me and, me and, me and Holman. Oh, we're going to have to figure out a recording situation for that, or are we just going to take a week off? I'm not recording the day we travel. Why does it take a week off? We'll discuss it. Maybe we'll record on uh, TJ's pod or uh, his his equipment, his laptop. Yeah, I'll take the a three hard. of us <laughs> <laughs> all yelling into a MacBook. <laughs> uh, we're uh, me and uh, me and Holman here. We're taking we're taking a little vacation together. You know, we're gonna be sharing a bed and all that all that kind of shit. So. Uh... I got dibs on Big Spoon. No, sir. Snap hands! Snap hands! Shit. That was what I was saving for. <laughs> Idiot. Damn it. Oh, uh, in uh, college basketball news. Thank God the season's over. I called it. Yeah, so. Kansas for the win, baby. Yeah, so yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? I lost my fucking national champion day one. I was no, actually. I, I had Gonzaga. I lost him in the Sweet 16. Yeah. I was actually kind of pissed because uh, I wanted to go into FanDuel. I don't know why I didn't, um, but at half, Kansas was down 15, 16 points, whatever it was. And I should have went on to FanDuel and see what the live odds were and bet on them. Uh, somebody told me what they were. I think they were, um, <clears throat> I think UNC was minus 2,500 2, to win. Yeah, I would have picked Kansas because obviously I had them winning, and right, uh, I would have made a, a large sum of money. But right. uh, out of all of the brackets on ESPN throughout the world, I imagine it's throughout the world, not just America. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, I was probably tied with a lot of people, but I ranked 763rd, 63,000. There you go. We had to work through it um, on ESPN. So, dude, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy about that one. Dude, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due because I will say that uh, when I was watching, when I was watching like the little March Madness special that they do, yeah, um, they were doing like a counter of how many brackets they had at the time. When I was watching, it was like five million. I think it was like Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday before the tournament even started. So, my man is uh, seven hundred sixty-three thousand. Let's see. I have my account pulled up still. I can tell you how I did. I think I can. I mean, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm pretty happy about that. I'll be honest with you. 
maybe I can. I don't know. Sometimes, Fantasy. Here it is. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Oh no, I gotta log in. So yeah, fuck that. I I won't be able to tell you how it did. Um, but I shit the bed. I did really bad. I got third in our little group. Um, I didn't compete, so. I had 1,050 points. Second place had 1,150, and first place had 1,310. I mean, the whole thing with Kansas is Kansas was such Kansas Kansas is such a deep team that like I should have known. Yeah, um, I think this percentage of how many games I got right, uh, I think that's what percentage, or maybe it's the percentage like I'm in the top 96 percent. Um, either way. Ninety six percent. I'm in the top ninety six percent of uh of people. Not bad at all, my brother. So hey, I mean, what I say? I had ten fifty, uh number one in the world or on ESPN, um one thousand seven hundred and ten. So Yeah. All right. And he, he had soul sole possession of first place there. Good can't, for him. Can't be that. Shout out that guy. Good for Ronnie G, nine five one three. Good. Yep, shout out Ronnie G9513. Jesus, he he predicted Kansas versus North Carolina in the championship. The only difference is the final score was 72 to 69. He predicted Kansas was going to win 90 to 67. Oh, uh, he thought they were just going to roll on him. Yeah, he thought he was going to beat the brakes off of him. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Absolutely. And then one more thing. Well, uh, we, we, have, we, have our, we have our little mailbox, too, that we got to talk about, too. Um, Alex Ovechkin became the 21st player in NHL history to eclipse 1,400 career points. Um, and very shortly, we're about to have a 22nd member as well because Crosby is three points behind him. Uh-oh. So, Alex Ovechkin, uh, ever, ever more adding on to his very, very illustrious career. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer in the, in the Hockey Hall of Fame, whatever their, whatever that fucking thing is called. He's I'm a, sure it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. Be yeah. weird if it wasn't. Professional Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, like, like it's not like the NBA Hall of Fame. It's like the Basketball Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, he'll be a fir- first ballot Hall of Famer. Greatest player I've ever, greatest player I've ever seen. Of course, I wasn't even alive when Wayne Gretzky was playing, but... uh, Fair. Yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. We don't talk about uh, we don't talk about hockey as often as we would like to. Uh, it's getting into the playoffs, which is about to be very very fun times. So maybe we'll get into it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that. So we had two things in the mailbox, both coming from your cousin Tyler. So yep. shout out Tyler. Um, the first one that he wanted to talk about, also to uh, to, to to kind of uh, kind of flame Tyler here a little bit. Uh oh. Not really, not really flame him, but just kind of, kind of make him a little bit more nervous. April twenty third, he's getting married. <laughs> oh, Tyler. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna get my Vince Vaughn one. I'll kill you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so kidding. I swear, <laughs> if if I see you show up to the wedding, trust me, I'm going full. I, I'll tombstone pile drive your ass. <laughs> I would never. Um, then I'll then I'll. Get over top of you the way the Undertaker did. Put put your hands over your chest. Stick my tongue out and roll my eyes out of the back of my head. Act like I'm pinning you. Just wait for the three count. All of that seemed overtly sexual. <laughs> kind of was. <laughs> so Tyler um, asked us two questions on Twitter. Um, the first one he wanted to know was, 
um, Pat McAfee with quite possibly the best Stone Cold Stunner cell of all time, and then the absolute botchery by the 76-year-old Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What are our thoughts on that? So I saw I saw the stunner, like that was hysterical, with the beer in his mouth, oh, spitting it, it up great. in the air. It was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, I mean that whole like like WrestleMania is like built for Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, like he's like Pat McAfee's just such a showman. He thrived. Be, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like we're like you and I are not very big wrestling fans. I wa- I used to watch it a lot with Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, just because just like I would sit down I would just watch it just because it was like so stupid and, and uh well not 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 stupid but like like I used to watch it a lot but I knew it was fake yeah Um, but I just watched it with him just just so we could have like that uh like little like little QT yeah Um, whenever we didn't have anything else going on and uh watching Pat McAfee react the way he did I'm like oh that is so perfect I <laughs> like, like like nailed it oh nailed it I know like yeah, we'll just if you know, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, like, like I think that might be the best reaction to a stunner I've, I've I've seen. Maybe besides the one where the Rock did like a whole ass flip and like his <laughs> foot hit the top rope after he like after he freaked out. Like, like even like I'm pretty sure in an interview, like somebody asked him, like, like all the times you've been hit with the stunner, like your reactions were they all like planned and. uh and The Rock's like, I just try to make it more and more extravagant every single time that it happens. <laughs> that sounds like something he would say. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What a guy. Um, but the whole the whole uh, Vince McMahon thing, like, is that just because he, like, I know, I I know Pat was supposed to win the match. Did you see the Vince McMahon? Mc, did you see his reaction? No. Oh god, it's dude, it's terrible. Reaction to what? Let me turn the volume down. So you can watch it. And there's Pat's top tier. Good yeah. Shit. Drunk ass Stone Cold just running around the. And then here comes here comes the one with Vince McMahon. It's oh terrible, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> He's like flopping around all over the place. He's probably fucking hair. Oh, dude. Come on, dude! Like that's terrible. Come on, Vince. That's terrible. Stone Cold, like Steve Austin, had to have caught him in the fucking nuts with his heel. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You just don't. You just don't drop that way if you're if you didn't get hit. In the that's nuts. the weirdest, weirdest reaction. It's. I don't know. It's weird. You know what video I watch pretty frequently? The, no. the video of where <laughs> during Raw one night. Vince McMahon didn't allow Stone Cold into the arena. So Stone Cold took it upon himself to steal the Zamboni <laughs> that was on site, drive it to the stage, climb up on top of it, jump over the security guards, and kick the shit out of Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's a wild video. Oh, hell, and, and, and the time where he drove the fucking beer truck down the, down, down the ramp, too. Yeah, that was a wild. That's a wild bastard. He's a menace. I love him. That, I think that like 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 the newer WWE. It's like you can't really you you, you got you got to be careful about what goes on. But like 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 I'm like I'm sure you watched the WWE a little bit when you were when you when you were younger. Maybe. Oh yeah, I loved uh, Rey Mysterio. Okay, perfect. So I mean, like 
like when Rey Mysterio was was big, when The Rock was big, like like with Edge, DX, all that all that shit. Yep. This is some this is something that is going to be talking about very very sparingly on this podcast. Yep. Sure um, is. Enjoy it while it's here. But like, that was like the good times. Yeah. Like Edge straight up had sex on the stage. Yep. Stage ring, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's kind of stage. Yeah, it's just great. It's all entertainment, so it kind of is a stage. That's, that's, all, that's all it is, man. And what else, what else, what else we got on? So, uh, your cousin Tyler wants to know our thoughts on um, the Orioles moving back the left field fence and also making it taller. So, uh, the Orioles did that in the offseason because um, there were just too many home runs being hit. <laughs> Mostly by not Orioles players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they moved the wall off, back. Off of Orioles pitchers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Say so they moved the wall back and made it taller. I don't remember what the dimensions are. I think they moved it back like 15 feet or like now it's like a 15 foot wall or something. I think there's a 15 in there somewhere. Not exactly sure. Um, but he wants to know our thoughts on, on what it looks like. Outside of John Means, it ain't going to be hard to pimp a home run off the Orioles still. Nope. <laughs> Nope. I mean, I mean, like, uh, since Camden Yards is open, um, it is, it is, it has had the most home runs hit in the stadium. Of course, also there aren't a lot of ballparks that have been open for thirty years now at this point. That's fair. But, um, but it is, it has had the most, the most home runs hit inside of a team stadium. Yeah. Since the since since it's opened. And but like like that's still taken into consideration how many home runs have been hit in new stadiums. Yeah. So they're like they're like like combining old Yankee Stadium and new Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, City Field, wherever the hell the Atlanta played, wherever the hell they play now. Yeah. So so it's like it's like taking all that into consideration as well. Um, I don't know. I think it kind of sucks. Me and Tyler sit out in left field every time every time we go to baseball games. Mm. I enjoy it. It's prime home run territory. They move the wall back a little bit. Trust me, I've watched Vladimir Guerrero hit balls farther than uh, than just the first row of the wall where it is now. Yeah, it's not going to be hard to hit home runs in, in Camden Yards still. No, it's not. I, the only thing I'm really curious about is how it's going to play in that corner because um, they kept the bullpen in the same spot. The bullpen is still in the same spot, so it, there's a straight up like 90 degree corner back in the corner there. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know like I like I don't know why you would move it back at all if you're not going to move the bullpen. Yeah. It's like there's like a straight up 90 degree angle. Dude, just, I'm just imagining like somebody running into the fucking corner at the front of the bullpen there. Right. Like it's um Ouch. like 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 what like what you could do is you could do bullpens next to each other. So keep the Orioles where there where theirs is and then Build like a little a little spot for the away bullpen out in center field. Yeah, and then you still could have pushed the wall back and made it all a little bit even, um, and then slowly just warped everything back into place. Um, I've seen pictures of it. I don't know. I'll see how it looks when I actually go to games. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I mean it will. I mean, I we kind of sit like down closer to. Because, of course, like, Tyler's whole thing is he wants to catch a home run ball, which him and, like, like he knows damn well he ain't catching a home run ball. I have, I, I've, I, have a, I have stories about him trying to catch balls at Camden Yards, and it doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to flame him on the podcast. Good gracious. Yeah, now, now I'm going to flame him on the podcast. Um, like, it's, it's like, like, he always brings a baseball glove to the games. All right, here's a little story. We went. <laughs> you're going to let it go. 
Huh? You're just gonna you're just gonna let it fly. It's not, it's 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 nothing crazy. But uh, him and I went to a game against the Pirates, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was Josh Bell, big ass Josh Bell. Okay. Ripped a screamer right to where we were standing. Mm-hmm. Tyler had a glove. I did not. It was it was like it was like two feet to Tyler's left, and he was standing on my left hand side, so he had a better access better access to the ball than I did. Well, it hit his glove, and he didn't catch it. <laughs> it like it hit him in the mitt. Yeah, didn't catch it. Hit the seat, and it came out, and it, it the ball hit me. It it hit me in the arm, so it didn't hit me very hard. But um, sure. But I'm like, come on, like it went it went in your glove. You couldn't catch it. Blah 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 blah. So I'm like, whatever. So let it go. So right before the Pirates went back into their dugout before the game started, mm. somebody who was out in left field who was just catching fly balls um, was tossing a ball into the crowd. I barehanded it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Makes you wonder. Yeah, so... Uh, so uh, uh, now, granted, he kind of lollipopped it into the stand so he wouldn't hurt anybody, and Josh Bell probably hit that ball at 120 miles an hour. <laughs> A little bit of a difference. A little bit of a difference, but come on. You have the glove. I did not. I caught the ball. You did not. Come on, buddy. He knows that story's true. He'll, <laughs> he'll, laugh, he'll laugh about it when he hears it, because him and I joke about it all the time. He's going to like punch you in the arm when he sees you. That's fine. It's okay. I deserve it. But yeah, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, the way that the, way the Orioles pitching staff is, it's not going to make a difference. They're, people are still going to fucking launch bombs on us. Yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, because they they may they may have changed it at Camden Yards, but we play a lot of games outside of Camden Yards too, and it won't be hard to hit to hit home runs there. New, no. but I mean the or, Camden Yards also did have one of the shorter porches out in left field compared to some of the other stadiums. Yeah, I think I think like uh, Yankee Stadium has another short one too. I think the only one shorter than ours is uh, Fenway, but they have the. Right, the like the the, the wall is twenty five feet high. So yeah, it, well that's 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 probably shortchanging. It's probably like sixty seventy feet high. Yeah, probably it's probably closer to that for sure. So um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can rip a screamer right off right off of it, and you're just gonna hit the wall and nothing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that. So it has nothing to do with anything. Well, I'm just I saw it on Twitter, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it real quick. Um, Deshaun Elliott uh had commented something on somebody's Instagram post and said. Post this and said deserved. Um, somebody commented on his comment and said, "Stay with us, Sean." He commented on that and said, "That shit dead, bro." I mean, we knew he wasn't coming back, but just kind of confirmed. Right with the with the whole Marcus Williams thing, we knew he wasn't going to come back. Yep, it's unfortunate. I mean, I was a, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Elliott. Yeah, I I really like Deshaun Elliott, man. Yeah, um, big fan. But yeah, that's that. So, um. I think it's going to do it for us here today. We're going to go ahead and get the heck out of here because it is 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. I still got to go to the gym. You still got to go work out. We got some editing to do on the show here. Yes, sir. Get it all straightened out. But, hey, man, it was kind of nice to to not be rushed and be able to smoothly glide through an episode, get through everything we wanted to get through and, and, how, much, and how much we wanted to get into everything. Right. You know, it's funny. So... Uh, so, with the, so with the last few episodes, I mean, I mean, pe- I mean, people who are people who have listened to us regularly, they can, I mean, I mean, you could you can tell when we do a rush episode, um, but like Andrew was telling me, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I can tell when you guys just hit a, hit a wall, and yeah. Then, and then when Tyler was texting me about the whole Carlos Carlos Rendon thing, <laughs> um, he even said the same thing. He's like, he's like, yeah, I, like I could tell you guys hit a, like this hit a wall. I mean, 
I mean, now we didn't hit, we didn't hit a wall. We didn't have to rush through it. We didn't have anything else going on. Yeah. So yeah, it was except all. for the fucking Fourth of July show going on outside. <sighs> I told you to celebrate in Lent. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I don't really know what to deal with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know if it's something that you celebrate or not. I'm not overly religious. Neither so, am I. Yeah, I don't know, brother. I just pray like hell on Sundays when the Ravens play. God, you fucking need to. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're telling me. Make sure your heart's still beating by the end of the fucking week. Jesus. That's very true. So uh, let's get the hell out of here. Good episode this week, buddy. And, yes, uh, sir, as always. We'll catch you guys next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.